Her Outdoors Week brought local women back to nature. Article by Michael Tracy. Dozens of Carlow women literally immerse themselves in the great outdoors as part of events organised by Carlow Sports Partnership. The partnership celebrated Her Outdoors Week 2021 with a recreational day along the River Barrow on Sunday the 15th of August. It was delivered by Community Sports and Physical Activity Hub Coordinator Magella Fenley at Carlow Sports Partnership. On the day, the 26 ladies arrived in Gregnamana before crossing the 18th century bridge where they registered. Activator trainers Caroline Shanahan and Jodie Flood then supplied the women with a set of activator poles and got them set up with a gentle warm-up routine. The walk began from the Tinnahinch side of the bridge towards Ballykeen and Lock, and walkers were encouraged to stand, stretch, breathe and look back at Brandon Hill as it towered over the river behind them. As the group proceeded, the steep wooded slopes dropped to the riverbank which created a perfect backdrop for photo opportunities. Carlow Town snapper Brian Walsh volunteered to photograph the event. The group then followed the trail to Clashgany Lock, where they took a refreshing dip in the designated swimming area under the watchful eye of Carlow County Council lifeguard George Roberts. Magella said, What was great about it is that a lot of women would not have been in the open water before, and would not have had the confidence to get into it. As a group, they had the support and confidence to do so. It was really a huge success. Those who had experience also went into the weir. The feedback was fantastic, with one lady saying the partnership had turned an ordinary summer's day into an extraordinary one. When everyone was dressed, it was on to Clashgany House for morning coffee, tea and delicious freshly baked scones, which were very welcome. After the refreshments and chat, the trail led back to Gregnamana. The activator poles were put away and the yoga mats came out. The ladies enjoyed a relaxed, gentle, guided yoga session with Orla Thornton, who brought the session to a close with some quiet time. It was then off to the waterside guesthouse for a farewell coffee and tea and reflection on the day. It's really about well-being and getting people outside in the blue and green spaces. Covid has really pushed people outside, said Magella. It really was a great success. Carlo Sports Partnership Community Development Officer Deborah Foley also took 40 women over two days during her outdoors week, spanning an age from 20 to over 65, on the kayaking journey from Goresbridge to Gregnamana, covering 16 kilometres each day. The tour was provided by Pure Adventure Kilkenny and it was a great success. Many different events took place through the local sports partnerships and national governing bodies across the country from the 8th to the 15th of August to encourage more women to explore the outdoors. The sports partnership has also been running a dip and yoga session in Bagnallstown over the summer. Next up for Carlow Sports Partnership is Bike Week in September which includes a southeast spin. Further details will be posted on Facebook. Kileshan Filmmaker Aiming for the Big Time Local filmmaker Porrick Brennan has just released a feature-length film called Don't Sell Me a Dog, which was shot on location in his home place of Kileshan and around Carlow in between lockdowns and under strict COVID-19 restrictions. 
Here, he explains what inspired him to become a filmmaker, the trials of making a film in limiting conditions, and how the industry has changed because of the pandemic. I was bred and buttered, as they say, in Kaleshin, where, at an early age, I formed a love of telling stories. I grew up writing stories, both in school and in my spare time at home, along with using them to get out of trouble. I was lucky that my parents liked to rent videos from JC Video down at the post office, and I grew up watching great films like The Breakfast Club, Pretty in Pink, The Maltese Falcon, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. I was, and still am, a massive fan of Jackie Chan movies, especially his early Golden Harvest days. Armour of God, Project A, Police Story. They're all great films. Back in 2008 I published a book and from there I went on to write more and more. Slowly I started writing stage plays and was lucky to have some of these produced. The Land, set in no man's land in World War I, played in the Watergate in Kilkenny for Culture Night and last year it was made into a short film. Once I started writing for stage, I gave screenplays a go, and over a few years had a couple optioned by companies here and overseas. I then started to make some of them into films. I have directed and produced a few short films over the past ten years. Some have won awards and have done well on the festival circuit. I never studied at film school other than a ten-week course in film base a company that ran filmmaking courses and provided support to independent filmmakers and producers. Instead, I worked as an extra on loads of productions and then gradually started working as crew on a few films like Mrs. Brown's Boys the Movie, as a body double and assistant director in season one of RTE's Demo and Ivor, and a few other bits along the way. I've always enjoyed directing, writing and producing short films, but the biggest challenge for all filmmakers is to get a feature film made and distributed. This can cost massive amounts of money, and to get people to invest is hard for any filmmaker, especially those starting out. Film is a big investment risk and you never know how it will perform at the box office. With Covid, things have changed dramatically in the last year. When you see big players like Disney taking to streaming platforms and Netflix and Amazon producing more and more of their own content, it makes it harder for a filmmaker to find money and to get a return on that money. Take for example Amazon. In 2015 they were paying 15 cents an hour to filmmakers and some were making a decent amount of money from their films. But now Amazon has dropped that to one cent an hour and they're no longer accepting certain types of content. The landscape has changed, and along with it, how independent filmmakers can make a living from film. So to get a feature film made, you either get lucky and get one funded via grants, or you remain in development hell for years, or you bite the bullet and make one. This is what I did during lockdown. Writer Mark Hampton and I have been developing scripts for a few years now. Just before the first lockdown kicked in, I asked him to write a feature film based on a car with four cast members. He wrote, Don't sell me a dog in a couple of weeks, and the rest is history. We did the auditions and rehearsals via Zoom and shot the entire film in eight days. I was the only crew on the set, but in between takes the cast helped out 
and Mark and his son Harrison dug in too. Once I had it edited and ready for distribution, I put the feelers out to see if there was any interest in it. We received a few offers, but ultimately decided to self-distribute. This is where the real work starts, and we have to market it not only to audiences, but to video-on-demand platforms too. While filmmaking is great fun and I wouldn't do anything else, it's a lot of hard work, late nights and early mornings. Fun at the same time too. Don't Sell Me a Dog is the second feature length I've done in the last year, the other being the crafty Irish documentary. I have another feature film, a horror, in pre-production and hope to shoot that in late September and have plans to shoot another feature film in early 2022. Anyone that wants to support us can get me via the website or on Facebook. Don't Sell Me a Dog is Victorian slang for Don't Tell Me Lies, which this film has in abundance. No one is who they claim to be, and words are therefore easily spoken to achieve a desirable outcome. We all live with secrets, and sometimes we reveal those secrets unintentionally in our actions and in what we say. On the surface, Don't Sell Me a Dog may appear to be a run-of-the-mill crime movie and a hero coming to save someone, but beneath its surface lies the true nature of those in the story. We had a lot of great people lend their time to help get it made, from local businesses helping us with locations and other services for our cast. The movie came from a desire to produce a local feature film that would tell a great story with twists and turns to keep our audience entertained. I think the writer Mark Hampton certainly gave us the source material to produce a micro-budget independent film that entertains. Don't Sell Me a Dog stars Mark Agar, Leah Blake, Damien Lundstam and Andy Yule. It's available for free on video-on-demand platforms such as Plex. The app is on most smart TVs or it can be downloaded to laptops. Check out www.brenenterprises.ie for information on this film and other films along with our future projects. Mentoring Programme for Businesswomen Article by Elizabeth Lee Carlo female entrepreneurs are encouraging others from the county to join the latest cycle of ACORNS a highly successful development initiative to support early-stage businesswomen living in rural Ireland. The call for applications for the latest cycle of the programme, ACORN 7, has been launched by Agricultural Minister Charlie McConnellogue. ACORNS is funded under his department's Rural Innovation and Development Fund. Programme organisers are looking for female entrepreneurs living in rural Ireland who wish to start and develop new businesses or who have recently started a venture. Carlo's Joanne Brown, who runs the successful Joe Brown Natural Skin Care brand, is a previous participant and still part of the Acorns community. She has encouraged anyone interested to apply for the programme. The Acorns programme was an invaluable opportunity for me to meet and now work with amazing, talented women. They continue to inspire and motivate me, leading to an acceleration of the development and growth of my business, said Joe. Among the 50 new businesses that took part in the last cycle of Acorns during the COVID-19 pandemic, many changed their career direction completely to establish their businesses. A desire to make lifestyle changes was a common thread among the participants. Resilience and flexibility, 
especially during the challenging economic circumstances, was particularly evident. There was a great variety and diversity in the new businesses. Based on a belief that entrepreneurs learn best from one another, Acorns is centred on the interactive roundtable sessions facilitated by successful female entrepreneurs who have started and grown businesses in rural Ireland. These are known as Acorns Lead Entrepreneurs and they give their time free of charge to encourage and support the new business owners. There is no charge for those participating in Acorns thanks to the continuing support of the Department of Agriculture, Food and the Marine and the voluntary contribution of time by the lead entrepreneurs. Any woman with a new business based in County Carlow or a well-developed idea for a new venture they want to get off the ground can get more information and register to receive an application form at www.acorns.ie. There is no charge for participation. A total of 50 new entrepreneurs will be selected and the free initiative will run over six months from this October to April 2022. The deadline for applications is midnight on Friday the 10th of September. Minister takes a whistle-stop tour of care centres in Carlow. Article by Suzanne Pender. A number of care centres and services for older people across the county were visited recently by Minister of State with Responsibility for Mental Health and Older People, Mary Butler. As part of her whistle-stop tour, the Waterford Deputy visited Carlow's Sacred Heart Hospital, Aska Day Care Centre, St Felix House in Greg Cullen and Tullow Day Care Centre, where staff and service users took the opportunity to discuss various issues of concern. Minister Butler also met members of Carlow Mental Health Association at an arranged meeting at the Seven Oaks. I was delighted to invite the Minister of State for Mental Health and Older People, Mary Butler, to Carlow and very grateful to Minister Butler for giving her her time to visit the various centres in Carlow, said Deputy Jennifer Murnane O'Connor. Among the centres she visited was the Sacred Heart Hospital, where the Minister recently approved €950,000 for the hospital's refurbishment and extension, she added. Deputy Marnane O'Connor said that at the various centres, the Minister acknowledged the hard work and dedication of all nursing, caring and ancillary staff, along with the many volunteers who provide such a vital service in their communities, especially during the Covid era. I was delighted that the Minister also met Kathleen Chada and Joanne Donoghue from Carlow Mental Health Association to discuss mental health issues during her visit to Carlow, said the local TD.